Hello and welcome to a business savvy episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host once again, Nick Harmon with us today, Jesus Romero out of Las Cruces, New Mexico. We quickly dive into the business of running a drywall business and challenges that can occur and also how he got his bachelor's in business while running his drywall company at the tender age of 18. Simply, you know, understanding that that while we are in the business, you know, of, of providing quality and we're providing, you know, a service, um, it's still a business. And I think that's the hard part uh, to understand that, you know, it's everything that you see, you know, from from convenience stores to hospitals, you know, everyone has a bottom line, you know, and and it's easy. um, And in my case, it was easy to, uh, you know, be like, no, I mean, we need to do, you know, we need to do this better and not truly understand that it's still a business, you know. Jesus is very inspirational to me, and I'm glad we had a chance to talk. Uh, We also talk about commercial versus residential, and also a lot of the challenges of running a big business. Today's episode and all the episodes in the month of October are brought to us by CSR Building Supplies. CSR is also offering a sweet swag bucket for guests of the Drywall Podcast. And I want to add, they've always been strong supporters of the Drywall Podcast and Fresco Harmony, and we appreciate them for that. You can find all of your favorite drywall tools at CSR online at www.csrbuilding.com. But for now, Jesus Romero out of Las Cruces, New Mexico, on the 65th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. It's like Monday all over again. It's like a drywaller is trying to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I got to my office this morning. For all you listeners out there that think this is easy, I was talking with Jesus about the challenges of being a drywaller and do, trying to do something uh, technical and creative. Uh, very, very challenging. Uh, Jesus Romero, 31-year-old out of Las Cruces, New Mexico. I'm very excited because you are, I hope I'm not wrong, but our second New Mexican. I have my guy, Jack. We did a live show a little while mm-hmm. back in person. Um, and that was pretty fun, but... Uh, Oddly enough, not a lot of New Mexicans. I met Jesus at the AWCI show at in uh, Las Vegas. You came by the Fresco Harmony booth. You were asking some questions. You were like, I'm in Las Cruces. I'm like, we got a distributor in El Paso, man. You can buy the stuff down make there. Yeah, make it work. So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, your time and coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Nick. So, uh, yeah, Jesus came down and uh, we he was checking out the office here and uh, we we were talking heavy on Fresco Harmony. I was like, oh man, he'd be great for the podcast. 
and uh, we were talking about doing a live podcast, but you had to get back. Um, you were in Albuquerque for some type of function. What was that through with Chaparral or something? Yeah, it was an open house uh, through Chaparral Materials, and they had they had they didn't have a they had some vendors there uh, for for drywall, for screws, for metal. It was actually pretty interesting, you know, and it was it yeah. was uh, good to see it happen in New Mexico. Um, yeah, because usually you got to travel out of state, you know, to have events like that. So uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first time that they put it together. So okay. they were talking about um, next year and and um, you know how to make it better. So hopefully, it's something that can grow in the state too, because you know, I mean we. We need it, you know. We we need yeah. stuff like that to come here. Yeah, New Mexico is pretty. I call it. De- it's a depressed sort of economy. It's challenging here to uh, make a buck. We'll dive into that a little bit. Um, you know, the money conversation. If you don't mind, uh, a lot of people are interested in it. Um, uh, Jesus, a younger person in the trade, you said that you took your company over from your father yep yep so, so. um my dad my dad um uh he did drywall for i'm gonna say you know go out on a limb and say maybe for 25 30 years and um i was telling you before before we started you know i started working with him when i was uh, you know seven eight years old scraping floors you know uh, yeah feeling nails screws uh he used to tape by hand you know and i was and i remember that you know he was a he he, he had his uh his his roll of uh tape on the side and yeah his mud pen and you know no so no was, banjo no banjo no when i when he started you know i i don't know I, i'm pretty sure it was out there already you know but yeah that's how yeah. he learned tape yeah. by hand so <laughs> um so yeah yeah, he did that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he he passed away in 2010, and uh, uh, that's that's when I took over. Uh, I was 18 years old, and it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, it was interesting trying to dive to the other end because um, I think what me and you were talking about right now is being out there. You know, working day by day. You know, kind of doing the manual labor is uh, the the easier part of of owning a business. Yeah, um, you know, so so trying to dive into the financial side and, and and being, you know, financially responsible to take care of all your responsibilities, your dues, taxes. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I think that's the challenging part. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know too, and there's a lot of states where you don't have to be licensed. In New Mexico, you have to be, you have to have your like drywall license. You know, there's a couple of states like that, but not all states you have to be licensed. Um, you know, I, I went and I took that stupid test and I got like the, the USG handbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had to do that. I took, I took my test. Um, so, so leading up to, 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 uh, to when I was, I think I was like 17, I applied for my, uh, it's a GB2. It's a residential contractor's license. Yep. And, and I mean, within it falls the classification of drywall and, um, yeah, okay. I had a hard time having them uh, uh, let me take the test. Uh, and it's just uh, such such a different story because uh, it came down to my dad passed away uh, uh, 
PSI would not let me take the test to to get my license. Why? And because um, you were yeah, too young. I was. Yeah, yeah. I needed uh, two years of experience, and uh, I, there, there was uh, some hurdles to pass through. Definitely. Um, finally, five months after after my dad, you know, passed away, uh, I was able to get my license and and really, you know, go out on my own and and kind of started knocking doors. So that's that's the way that that. So right now, um, my company, well, I am a, a residential contractor. We have a GB2. Yeah. If you don't mind, uh, what's your dad's name? Jesus Romero. Jesus. Jesus Romero mm -hmm. as well. Yep. And what, what happened, if you don't mind uh, saying, what happened to the... Because so, so he was probably young, yeah, right? Man. He was 49. It was it was hard, man. Let me tell you, it was it was hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, seeing him uh, because he was he was a strong man, you know. He was a really strong man, strong willed, yeah. uh, strong character. So so seeing him go from from being you know such such a, a pillar you know and and in our family to to getting sick to to uh, passing away it was it, it was some big shoes to fill you know yeah and yeah. Uh, he got he got diagnosed uh, with with um, terminal uh, liver disease okay and um, that's something that came uh, it, it's it's come down from 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 his side of the family okay. um you know and it was just one of those things you know where where it was it was tough man it was tough yeah. you know seeing him go from from 110 120 every day to yeah you know seeing that and then not just that but moving forward from it was was definitely a, a really hard part yeah yeah, I'm sure he was kicking ass at like 47. I'm 47. He was probably. Oh, he was. He was, man. He was. He, uh, he his attention to detail is 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 probably what have um, you know what's made us as a company thrive. You know, um, you know, just 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 kind of seeing what in the, in every situation, like considering you know what what would he you know what would he yeah. think of. You know, because yeah, there's always a time, you know, and every week where you see, maybe you see something that wasn't done the way that it was supposed to, or or that, whatever the case may be, and it's easy to say, you know what, it, it's okay, you know, I mean, we'll get it on the next one, but yeah. stopping and fixing your mistakes when they happen, um, yes, that's 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 what makes you know a lot of the clients come back. That's a tricky one. That's a, that is a tricky one uh, with drywall, especially because it's very easy to, it's very easy to skip over stuff. You know, um, yeah. it is even even in fresco, man. It's you know, <laughs> you're you're at the end of the day, you're you know, you're chasing the dollar. You know, time is money. As an as an owner, you realize time is money. One of the challenges I think we have is charging enough to to enable us to take the time i think what the trap that drywallers get into is we get beat up over price we're not getting paid enough so we got to rush and then the job suffers and then we got to go back and fix stuff we don't want to go back because we didn't make enough to begin with and that's like that's a cycle that i think we get into a lot i think you're right man it's it's tough you know especially with pricing you know uh you know for for example i think uh you know, while the pandemic was horrible, right? It it really created 
you know, a, a market where, where uh, you know, at least for us here in, in Las Cruces isn't too big, you know, for, for, for people who are listening, it's, it's a small town. It's not, it's not, you know, Albuquerque is a lot bigger. How um, big is, how big is Las Cruces? How many people? La, Las Cruces, uh, it's, it's a retirement community, you know, and, um, it's it's nice uh you know nmsu is here i actually went to nmsu nice. uh, las, las cruces is a hundred and twelve thousand a hundred and thirteen uh, okay so quite a bit smaller albuquerque's around a million now it's getting big oh yeah yeah oh, i mean yeah, substantially smaller so i mean and and that's you know throughout the pandemic you know uh, uh prices pretty much rocketed you know throughout the whole construction and and i think while that was a good it was also a bad thing you know because it just created kind of like a, a, a vacuum for for a lot of people to just kind of jump in and then jump out you know and right now we we get a lot of uh, you know we do a lot of warranties for for companies that aren't around anymore you know kind of make a buck and you know just leave yeah yeah so yeah, yeah it's been quality control real quick uh how many people in your family how how many siblings i have uh i i have an older brother and an older sister um, okay my old my older brother also he he uh, he passed away last year so that's been i'm telling you man uh yeah i that's think tough. it's yeah yeah that it's, uh it's how, how so how old was your <laughs> old brother my older brother was uh, 36 when he passed away. 36. You know, we. Yeah. Uh, I lost my older brother in 91. Uh, mm-hmm. He was six years older. But, he was uh, six years older than you. Yeah, he was only 20. How old was he when he... <laughs> he was only 20. 20? Yeah, he was only 20. Yep. It's it, tough. It leaves, it leaves the bro's, dead, man. The bro's tough. <laughs> yeah, it, it leaves um, a dent. It, it definitely yeah, does. Yeah. Um, so have, having those back to back, how's mom doing? I mean, is, you know, she's, she's, she's tough, man. She's, she's got to be uh, tough you, as nails. She, she, she is, you know, she, yeah. she's truly inspiration. Um, you know, my yeah. mom, she, she was, well, my, you see the, the whole thing with, with college, uh, the same year that I started the business, I also started college and, um, uh, Wow. My mom, if it wouldn't have been for my mom, I would have probably dropped out after the first week of yeah. college because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to, you know, yeah. um, for five, six hours, go out there and uh, yeah, it's a know, bitch. work on a house and then come back and then answer the phone. And it was, it was, it was hard, man. It really Damn, was, but you, know. you were busy, but I, I just want to say really quick, a testament to your dad's legacy and maybe your bro as well. Did did the bro work with the company? He did. He he was in and out. He was around the industry. Uh, uh, he ended up moving up to Minnesota. I have some relatives up there, which okay. are also drywallers. Um, right. And he ended up working over there and that. Uh, but yeah, he was around. Uh, my sister, she is um, she runs the the financial side of the company. So, okay. Uh, so we're you know we're pretty involved. Are you and your sister tight? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. She was actually with me uh, for the AWCI in Vegas. Uh, oh, okay. She's been to. She's been cool. to. I think uh, one of the IBS shows too with me. Okay. It's been it's been fun, man. It's it's fun to go out there and 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 see all the different stuff. I mean, I met you through there. You know. Yeah. So yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Uh, are you gonna go to Orlando? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. We'll uh, be out in sure. we'll be out in Orlando, man. You'll have to hook up with uh, you know, I generally hook up with Itchy Man Cam and uh, uh, you know, those some of the crazy Canadians and the dudes from Colombia. <laughs> they're, they're I'm telling you, dude, they're a kick. They're a lot of fun. So we'll all have to hook up. Hopefully, uh, we'll get Corey with the Tech Dry tool. We'll get him over there too. And, uh, you know, the more you delve into this like drywall community, the cooler it gets. Like there's a lot of cool dudes, uh, you know, globally, like all over the country, Canada, uh, we're in England now. Like those dudes were really cool. You know, it was fun going over there. Um, I just want to say really quick, a testament to your dad though, is your ability, you know, and how you were brought up your ability at such a young age to take a hold of the reins go to school, take over the business. You're getting pushed back from PCI and kudos to your dad, you know, and his legacy. Like it's a testament to that. And I don't want to dwell on that stuff. Let's go back to the um, money talk that you were, uh, that we were talking about. Um, The economy, that's interesting to me. So you're saying like there was an uptick in the economy now uh, during the pandemic in in construction and drywall and maybe some companies were coming in that weren't forthright, didn't do as good a job. And now you're sort of cleaning up some of their mess. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah, I think it was, it, it, it was, a like I said, of course, you know, it was, it wasn't, I mean, it was a hard time for, for a lot of people, you know, but I honestly thought that we were going to slow down. I thought that, you know, I was yeah. worried for my guys. I was worried for, you know, family, for everything. And we never stopped working, man. We never stopped working. I mean, neither we did, neither a, did we. <laughs> we never took a day off. And it was it was a craziest <laughs> experience because it yeah. was like we just it just kept going. It was it was yeah, you know, day and night and and, and yeah. it, we managed to 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 build a, a, a really nice portfolio of customers, you know. Um it, which include we we have our, our custom home uh, crews and we have our, our, our more of our track homes you know okay uh, crews and you know we really do enjoy uh, uh, I mean it at track homes or custom homes you know I mean it, it's it's someone's uh, savings it's someone's uh, livelihood uh, so we, that's a good we, way we to look at it. They're all yep. custom so, homes. Yeah. Yeah. They're all custom homes. And while we do enjoy, you know, the, the, the more meticulous, you know, the, the more uh, extravagant corners, you know, because uh, here, oh, and I imagine Albuquerque is the same way. Uh, the regular bullmos is king, right? And new homes, that's pretty much what you guys used to. Do right? you ever play around with the staple stuff? Which, which one? The Trimtech staple. I've the step bull. No, I've never have. We have used the, we have used the, the chamfer feed. I don't know That's if you've ever seen cool. it. Yeah. 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 And then what we do a lot here in, in our more custom homes is a, a lot of the inch and a half foremost, which is the, the big one, the Danish. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. 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 And I've seen that. that one, that one looks cool, man. That one looks that, really cool. That one looks cool with the fresco. We've done jobs with the, with the big. You know, you know, we actually did an entire house where the customer didn't want any uh, ninety degree angles, so we ended up using the Danish, flipping it around, and you know, gluing it, muddying it onto the really? angles. Really? You know that, that Trimtex Trimtex makes a inside corner bead. Yeah, 
I, I, yeah. I later, later I found out about it. Like, <laughs> <"Man, laughs> yeah. You I, know how I, I've always done it though, is with quick set and my, and the rubber tool. Like I've just floated it out by hand with quick set. Um, do you get any any cracking or anything like that, or does it? You do. Much you have to part? do a couple coats. Like it'll crack on the first mm -hmm. one, and then you do like another coat, and it starts to settle in. But with the fresco, you do like three coats. You know. Oh, that's right. So you know. Does it hold doing... up? Does it hold up? It's it's held up fine. It look. I think it looks great. I really love that look, and you don't ever see it. It's really rare to oh. to see uh, inside rounded corners. You know. Simply, you know, understanding that that while we are in the business, you know, of of providing quality and we're providing, you know, a service, um, it's still a business, and I think that's the hard part uh, to understand that, you know, it's everything that you see, you know, from from convenience stores to hospitals, you know, everyone has a bottom line. You know, and and it's easy. Um, and in my case, it was easy to, uh, you know, be like, no, I mean, we need to do, you know, we need to do this better, and not truly understand that it's still a business. You know, yeah, I've seen we've done a we do a lot of uh, uh, of groin ceilings. I don't know if you guys have those in uh, Albuquerque, but it's pretty much the ones that come in on four sites kind of like guards yeah, yeah and i yeah. bet one of those would look really cool with fresco you know on it oh yeah i think we are working in a house right now that has one and 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 what i'm trying to do too is uh you know i i, I sent you a bunch of pictures of samples we made and now that you showed me how to you know facilitate the the transportation of the samples you know what what, what did you say it was called the the little board that you gave me Nick? masonite masonite there you go yeah. So I think with that, that's going to make our life a lot easier too, you know, to yeah. kind of show it to, to customers. and Yeah, throw um, like four, four samples in your truck, five samples in your truck, and just, you know, somewhere safe where they're not getting beat up and just have them there and be like, hey, check this out. Are you interested in doing something cool in this growing vault? 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. whatever. And it'll look cool. It'll look really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it'll take you a few hours extra and, you know, you can throw another 500,000 bucks onto your, you know, just, yeah. you know, and it's fun. And that's something too, I think the builders appreciate too. But uh, we have on the, on the Fresco Harmony, uh, there's a page called uh, on Facebook called the Fresco Harmony Group. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a, you know, they had for a while, the groups were really popular on Facebook. That has a picture of a groin vault I did with the swirl. Like, like you saw in the I, office, uh, Mary I'm pretty sure it came out pretty, sure it came out pretty, pretty it's cool. Smoking. Right? Yeah. It looks good. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah we, so. we, we're still, we're still <laughs> in, the, in the process of, of learning the, the ins and outs of your project, but yeah, so far it, it's, it's the, 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 the projects that we have done, you know, the, we did a range hood and a couple walls that I showed you. Uh, the customers have been really happy with it, you know, and yeah. we'll venture off, you know, we'll venture off into yeah. uh, more risky stuff like the swirl, you know, the which swirl. like you say, it just kind of comes with time and practice, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, and truly everyone wants to have something different. You know, everyone wants to have something different in their house. They want to have, you know, something that looks cool, a wall that stands out. And I think it's a perfect solution for a lot. Yeah, yeah.
So let's go back a little bit to, I mean, God, that sounds challenging. You're, you're having, you're having the problems with your family. You're taking over your dad's business and you're going to college. What was your field of study when you went to, uh, I, I actually, I graduated in, um, in 2015 with, uh, with the bachelor's in, in business administration. That's fantastic, man. So I, yeah. So I, I figured my weakest point in, in, in what I was doing was, like I said, the, the financial side, you know, the financial side was definitely the, the weakest point in what I was doing. So I, okay. I did something about it. And, you know, I, I learned a lot in the process, a lot of things that I could implement, you know, in, in the financial side of the business. And so far it's been, it's, it's been a journey, man. What would be the biggest attribute that that added to you running Jay Romero construction? Simply, you know, understanding that, that while we are in the business, you know, of, of providing quality and we're providing, you know, a service, um, it's still a business. And I think that's the hard part uh, to understand that, you know, it's everything that you see, you know, from, from convenience stores to hospitals, you know, everyone has a bottom line, you know, and, and it's easy. Um, and in my case, it was easy to, uh, you know, be like, no, I mean, we need to do, you know, we need to do this better and not truly understand that it's still a business, you know, yeah. uh, there's still a bottom line, there's still profit to be made. And at the end of the day, you know, we're going to do the best that we can while still maintaining that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, from college, you learn business ethics, you would say? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I would say, um, you know, that, that it helped me understand, um, just that, you know, the, 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 the simple fact that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we gotta, we gotta pay what we gotta pay, you know, we gotta file our filings, taxes, whatever it is. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta account for that before, you know, because at the end of the year, when you're, you know, you get it slapped with the tax bill, yeah, you know, you're like, well, maybe if I would have charged, you know, uh, a couple hundred bucks on each job, right. I would have. And it's something to, if you're passionate enough, um, uh, on your quality, if you're passionate enough on, on what you do, it's easy to forget that, you know, because you want to yeah. help out the customer. You want to help out, you want to, you know, provide that. So it, it's definitely, you know, a, a tough one. What do you mean? You, what me. do you mean you want to help out the customer? Yeah. Well, it, it, it happened to me and it just still, happens you want to give them, you want to give them the best price. You want to give the best price. They're like, why is it so expensive? Jesus? You want, okay. you want to come, give, you want, it's yep. just a patch. It's just a patch. Why is it up 500 bucks? And it's like, yeah. I'm running a business, dude. <laughs> I'm only going to make 50 bucks on this patch. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You, you want the best, you want to, you, you want to do the best by them. And then yeah, sometimes yeah. you forget to do the best by you, you know, to do what right. like said. Family. Or the best by your employees too, exactly. you know, cause exactly. you want to pay those guys good, you know, otherwise they're going to leave, you know, then, you're, then big, you're looking around, you're looking for it was, employees. It was a really big thing during the pandemic, you know, employee retention was, yeah, it, it was, it was bad, man, because everyone would just, you know, uh, and I get it right. If the competition is offering them, you know, uh, uh, two, three, four, five dollars more, hey, yeah. you know, you guys have family too. It's, it's, it's yep. completely yep. okay. So yep. 
Yeah. So it, you had you was... you competed with like headhunters, head like dudes around Las Cruces were like uh, picking your guys. Oh, I mean, it, the, the <laughs> thing about Cruces, you know, saying that that's so small. <laughs> we all know each other, man. Everyone knows everyone. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's. It's a very small community, and you know, yeah. for the for the for the most part, you know, um, yeah, everyone is pretty friendly with everyone, you know, for the most part, you know, for the most always, part. yeah. Uh, but that's just like anything else. Um, so yeah, you know, I, we had a bunch of guys, you know, and I think that's that's what it comes down to. That you know, while you do want to help out the customer, and while you are passionate about what you do, you also have to be passionate about you know helping out your business and having a healthy business and, and helping yeah. your guys, especially the ones that have been there, you know, for years and oh, yeah. the ones that give you good work. I mean, hey, I, I tell a lot of people, I'm just one guy, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just one guy. If, if I yeah. don't have all the guys out there uh, working, yeah. you know, and, and the good ones, you know, kind of leading the way, then, you know, it wouldn't be a business. It would be a one yeah. man show. How many, uh, what's your, what's your company? What's the size? How many dudes? We have, we here, uh, and I think in, 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 in the state of New Mexico, it, it, it's a lot of this. And I believe, you know, uh, in the whole U S um, so we use a lot of, uh, a contract labor that's, okay. you know, a, including all the contract yeah. labor that we have. Well, that's common. That we have on our payroll. Yeah. We, we've, you know, in the highs of the pandemic, we were high as 40, 45 guys. Um, okay. I think right now it's, it's, it's down, down to 20, 25. So. You have a pretty chill demeanor, which I'm sure helps with, uh, running a business for sure. Um, so when you, let's just, let's go through it a little bit. Um, are you doing like piece rate? Do you do piece rate? Do you have like dudes that are on like payroll? Like there's maybe there's a handful, they watch over the job, they can go out and do patches, touch-ups, whatever, texturing. Mm -hmm. And then you've got like, you've got dudes that come in and hang, like you'll sub yeah. out hang, sub out finish. Do you sub out all aspects, hang, finish, and texture? Well, actually, uh, all of the finishers also do texture. So nice. And, and here, and, and, you know, it's, it's so crazy to think that it's different in Albuquerque because we have done. I've done a couple of jobs in Albuquerque and some jobs in Santa Fe. And I remember the first time that we did something in, in, in Albuquerque. Uh, okay. I got a call from, I got a call from the hangers and they're like, where are the corners? And I'm like, well, uh, the, 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 the taper installs the corners. They're like, no, no, no. Bring the corners. We're going to put them on. I was like, Beautiful. okay. I was like, Sweet. yeah. <laughs> and, and here in, in Las Cruces, <laughs> The finisher installs the corner, and and it's like I said, I have I have friends in, in Utah and Minnesota that okay. are also finishers, and it's crazy talking to them uh, how much it kind of changed from from place to place. You know, yeah, I have I, I think uh, up north, you know, uh, they sub out the the sanding. You know, they they don't sand their own thing. I'm like, that's crazy because we do everything. You know. Yeah. Here we hang our corners. We do the tape. We do the finish. We do the texture. And just a moment of a moment of uh, peace for those companies that are subcontracting the sanding. I don't know where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what planet you came from. <laughs> you thought that would be a good idea, but I, my hat's off to you, man. <laughs> and I crazy. hope you're charging. I hope you're charging enough. <laughs> 
It is truly crazy to think of. And, and you see, once again, you know, meeting meeting people from from other places, it, it's cool because you get to learn. Um, you know, I, I just I, I met two gentlemen. Uh, yeah. I met I met two gentlemen in Albuquerque for the open house that I went to, and uh, their family has a, a lot of history in El Paso, and they were telling me that they did the transition from residential to commercial and they were kind of telling me that they just like well residential completely they stopped doing you know residential drywall and they just went commercial and they were explaining the challenges that came with it and i was like man was that just out of curiosity was that elite drywall no 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 it was not they're pretty cool about about you know you know kind of telling me what the challenges that they went through with residential so and it's, were they saying that they liked making that transition from residential to commercial they said and that it was, and why and why they said that you see with 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 residential what they were telling me and we get this a lot from a full uh, you know las cruces is only 40 minutes away from el paso which is texas yeah. you know and texas does not require a license for drywall and i've heard yeah. they really beat up their subs over there the prices uh, uh it's 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 hard man you know we we uh when i started we picked up some work you know in el paso and it was it was tough man it was yeah. i was like how are you supposed to how are yeah. you supposed to do make any money so what right. they were saying is is you know we had to make we had to meet a certain criteria per week to make you know x amount of money while in commercial you know it's completely different and, and while it has its own challenges you know and it it's hard you know they were they were saying that for them it was the right it was the right move so because it's so much more money that you can concentrate on like just it's, the it's job larger yeah larger projects you know uh yeah yeah uh, you know more more money um you know i i think your profit margins you know kind of go up substantially with commercial work and like yeah. i said you know for me it was it was interesting talking to them and, and hearing their story and i think that's the way that you learn a lot of things yeah yeah uh the volume too i mean some of these large commercial jobs just like you know oh, yeah. three three hundred thousand dollars you know like drywall bid you know a million dollars you know where you're like Okay, how am I gonna, you know, logistically it's a nightmare, but you figure it out. If you got a grip of guys like you got, you could jump into that game, start small, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I could see where that would be a different animal, different, and you would probably have an advantage because of your budgeting. I feel like you probably took a lot of budgeting knowledge away from college as well that a lot of normal drywallers uh, and myself included. Like I've had to really struggle with budgeting still do, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's like that, you know, all that budgeting stuff probably got ironed out in the education process at, at school. And you're able to like, be like, Oh, okay. You know, I got taxes go here. This goes there. This goes there. <laughs> let me tell you, man, spreadsheets are your best friend, you know, spreadsheets are your best friend. You know, it's, it's, you can put everything on there and, um, you know, keep track of expenses of, of man, it's, it's just, it's a lot, you know? And yeah. I think too, you know, when, when I started and, and even, 
a few years ago before I learned, you know, about AWCI and, and all this, you know, I always thought that the drywall and finishing was, was really, uh, you know, like looked down on. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's actually a pretty big community out here, you know, supportive too, which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was like, I, I would always see, you know, like electricians and stuff like that. And I was like, man, you know, we do a lot of work too, you know? Not to throw any, yeah. any rocks at them, but you know, I was like, uh, yeah, those electricians, <laughs> they're assholes. We don't, I have an electrician here that I'm friends with that we razz each other all the time. He commented on one of the, the, the posts just recently was like, you need to get an electrician on your show. And I was like, yeah, we don't care nah. about this. Go, go clean it. Go buy a, go buy a broom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right. But yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. I actually, last year was the first, the first time that I went to AWCI in uh grapevine, Texas. And, okay. uh, I only found out about it because I got an email from, uh, I don't know if it was a uh, Ames or, or something like that uh, that said, visit us in booths, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever booth. And I was like, well, they're going to be somewhere. So I started looking into it and I think it was a Monday when I got the yeah. email and I was like, Oh, it's, it starts on Wednesday. So I took a, took an airplane, you know, from El Paso to, to, mm-hmm. to, to Dallas and, yeah it was a really cool experience man it yeah was i was at really the, cool. i was at that one um just wandering around i didn't know anybody um but it was pretty cool i was the same way man i went by myself you know i was like <laughs> i'm gonna see what it's about you know yeah and sure enough i saw because i had been to to the the, the ibs the international builder show i had been to a couple of those yeah and, and they're 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 nice they're you know they're very uh they have a lot of, of a lot of knowledge um and awci is just concentrated in, in what we do so that was that was cool yeah yeah it's it's more more uh more specialized i guess to the drywall trade we can go see some of the cool new stuff that's coming out um yeah, yeah i was vetting it a little bit i was like eh, do i want to do a booth at this thing you know it's still hard for me to like you know I, I marketing in this space for a product is really weird. You know, things like a podcast and like me flying somewhere to go do, you know, a training or, and, and post that stuff on social media has a lot of merit Mm -hmm. versus like a booth at Intex where I'm meeting like, you know, the owner of national gypsum who could give two shits about what I'm up to, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll be like, oh, it's yeah, weird. Nice you. Yeah. yeah. Meeting dudes, <laughs> meeting dudes like you were much more valuable. And I met a lot of guys like you that were very interested in Fresco. We had a, you know, we had a good, we had a good time at our booth, you know, Cam was at our booth, Chad Hesher, they're getting ready to do a big Fresco Harmony job. Chad's driving, you know, they met at that show. Chad's dri- or uh, Cam's driving and uh, mm. also Sean Ramson from Canada. He they're both driving to go help Chad in Ohio with a uh, or Illinois with a Fresco Harmony project coming up. Really? And, yeah, they're just like we'll come help you. <laughs> like That's the, cool, you know. Right? Yeah, like Chad. Yeah, a little road trip, couple and buddies that like they're buddies, so you know they party and hang out and shit. And they're they have smaller companies, obviously, but like they're like, yeah, let, we'll come help you do. It's Chad just ordered like thirty four color packs, like 
that's a big, you know, seven gallons of sealer. Like he's up to something over there, you know. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I'll get Galtiero Steel, which is a, the dark black color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a darker gray. Um, so they're going to be doing a gang of that stuff out there. That's going to be fun. Um, that's that's yeah. the first one that we that we tried. That's the the Galtiero Steel is the first one that we tried with. And yeah, um, cool color. I think I think I told you when I met you when I met with you last week. Um, that we left a little bit more design on the first coat and it looks cool man it looks cool uh once you a lot what i've gotten the feedback that i've gotten from that from leaving more design on the first coat uh people come and touch the wall and they're like oh it's 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 smooth but it doesn't look smooth yeah it doesn't look smooth yeah and i'm like oh yeah i mean you know it's 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 cool it's 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 a cool um you know visual effect that you get yeah from something that is smooth so yeah yeah, people but, feel people feel the wall. I get that a lot. You know, they're always wanting to touch it. That one and uh, the Midnight Davis is the other one that we did. It, oh man, know, with, the, with, with the gold sealer, <laughs> that yeah. one came out Smoking. really cool. <laughs> I, I could. I, I, it was a very interesting. You know what you told me last week about applying. You know, for like a one coat of of of, of gloss sealer and then the gold to kind oh, of yeah. you know. And I think that's that's what we're gonna do next. You know, see how well it's stronger, and then it stretches your metallic uh, sealer. So, and it's more even, like over a surface. So, you know, as you're putting it on, when you're putting on the base coat of gloss, it soaks right in really quick. So you'll get the sheen, the break line sheen. But when Mm -hmm. you're moving that second coat with the color, it just spreads out over the wall, and there's no real, you know, your stop and start points are much like broader. So oh, okay. the wall's stronger, gonna... stretches the material, the wall's stronger doing two coats. I mean, your sealer on the second coat goes like three times as far, you know. Then the first two. Yeah, the first yeah. one soaks it right up. Yeah, yeah but right that gold, up. that gold is sweet, especially the gold over the black. Like that's badass. I think it looks cool. It's it's that one and uh, I think the the smoke sealer also, you know, yeah. with the with the lighter colors really. Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's cool. But it was, um, it was a really interesting conversation that we had last week. Uh, I yeah. had a lot of questions on patching and all that. And I think <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we kind of hit it on the head, man. So Yeah, I was like, well, get enough jobs out there and we'll like cover patching. That's like <laughs> that's like 200. That's another class. Yeah, that's to reference class. to reference college, <laughs> that's like 300 level, 300 level uh, uh, fresco harmony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go get some jobs first, and then like you know, people. The worst case scenario, just reskim the damn wall, reskim the wall, and reseal it. But you know, it's yeah. uh, there's tricks to the patching. I just did a patch yesterday, Patterson Snow with Swirl, and like she moved the curtain rod up, so you mm-hmm. had like the square, the little black squares, like on every single curtain rod, three windows, and I just hit it. And it totally went away. Like, I doubt she'll even uh-huh. like need to feel it, you know? So it's there's just... patches that are easy like that. And then there's patches mm-hmm. that will be a nightmare where it's like, they just won't go away and you just have to reskim, you know? And that's just the nature of multicolored surfaces, you know, specialty mm-hmm. surfaces. Um, I do want to get into the tools. Um, how do you guys... You're obviously still not doing it by hand. Are you using all the tools? You're using bazookas and boxes and stuff like oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How we how long how long have you been doing that? And what was that transition like? Well, I mean, uh, you see, uh, once 
like I say, you know, when I was young, my dad was saving my hand. Uh, shortly thereafter, you know, they, they picked up a banjo, you know, for a couple yeah. of years. And then that's when the, the bazooka came out. Okay. And I remember how hesitant, you know, everyone was about it because it's, I mean, it's scary, man. Were, right? you, were, you, were you hesitant? Oh, no, 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 no. And actually, when my dad picked, picked up the first one, I believe it was through... I'm not mistaken. It was to Ames. You know how they had that. Was it a rental? Yeah, yeah. They had the rental program. Okay. I don't know if they said do or not, but um, and it was history from there. You know, uh, he he just had, everything just became bazooka flat boxes. Uh, the only thing that we don't use that I believe a lot of a lot of people do is the 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 corner but not the corner box it's the the flusher yeah the one that that that's automatic you know what i'm talking about yeah the compound tube yeah there you go but we use a corner box uh you, you still got to push on it you don't just you know yeah there's than- a lot of different systems now for the inside corners um that i don't know about because i never use we used a corner box like you're talking about like an angle box yeah yeah. An angle box. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly what we use. Uh, and uh, I think the other thing that I was telling you too is uh, we've always been a uh, 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 mud pan and and knife. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. We 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 we've you know I I I show my guys videos about you know the the trowel and the yeah and the hawk and yeah like, ah. like whatever like, it is. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, you're crazy, you know. But well, that's just I was. Here. That's, yeah, I was telling you, I didn't have a choice, man. But like um, w- w- the texture that we were doing and Drywall Shorty up in Montana, she does like this, swir- she calls it the swirl texture, but it's like she goes back and forth with a pool trowel and it doesn't cut in. I don't know what hand texture you guys are probably doing a skip trowel up there, a light skip trowel. Yeah, we do. Uh, what what picked up a lot here in Cruces was a, a hand texture, but more on the imperfect smooth. So very okay. little design, uh, very, and then it's really sanded. We send all our angles, all our electrical boxes, all okay. the corners. So it's a it's a very uh, you know clean uh, finish. I bet. Um, you, you, like very little, like so the base coat with Fresco Harmony, like that was the texture we were leaving, like light, imperfect, smooth, mm-hmm. kind of just a couple of veins here and there. And then the pool trowel was nice because it wouldn't cut into the wall and you could just cruise with the hawk and trowel. I think that's a good segue for like, you know, if to get your guys interested in the hawk and trowel, like do, you know, do a whole house if you're texturing and just give them the hawk and trowel and be like, you know, trick them into it. Yeah. You guys can only use a hawk and trowel. (laughs) You can only use a hawk and trowel in this job. You know, we're going to texture it in this way. And then, and then all of a sudden they're experts at the base coat, you know, cause they did a whole house. Oh, yeah. I, I, and honestly, <laughs> I, I, I am very interested in it. Cause I like to say, you know, I see a lot of Canadians on Instagram and man, you know, are they good with, with, with. Yeah. The, and like, I'll, I can run a corner bead now with my pool trowel and a hawk. I could easily run corner bead. And, no problem. Like no problem. It's just, it just came as easy as as, as yeah. anything else. Well, and it's cool because I can do both. Like I can run quarter bead with a ten inch and a twelve inch and a pan, and I could I could run it with a hawk. And it uh, you see a lot of dudes will use a hawk and a 
like 10 mm-hmm. inch to run. A lot of the Canadians will use a hawk and a 10 inch to run corner bead. The hawk's just interesting, you know, but there is like, when you go to mix quick set, you want a pan, you know, there's aspects of using a pan and knife. I think that are better than, than a hawk yeah. and trowel for finishing. I can see how quick set would be a little challenging on the, <laughs> on the hawk for sure. You know, <laughs> you yeah. You build get- like a little, yeah, like you gotta have a pan, uh, a volcano, and uh, yeah, a little volcano in the middle. <laughs> you know? But that's yeah, funny. No, I, I do see how 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 they work with the with the with the child, and I'm like, man, it looks. I, I mean, and and I think that for for drywall, this is a very common thing. It looks easy up until you try it, you know. Yeah. Up until you try to pick it up, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not. No, it was hard at first. I mean, it was nice that I had a background with the mud and I understood the mud, but there was a huge learning curve. You know, it took several houses to get proficient, you know, and I got real messy to where I could figure out, you know, because I only use one side of my trowel and a lot of people Hmm. use two sides of their trowel. So that's a little different. And I I explored that a little bit. Um, I found that interesting. Uh, that's just what worked for me better. I could keep the backside of my blade clean and my angles when I cut in were nicer. And you can absolutely texture and do do the same stuff with a, you know, I, I think it's minimally quicker. I just think it's more efficient when it, as it pertains to, fres- to fresco, like I'll always, but I carry a pan and knives with me also in my truck. Um, just for good old time's sake. Yeah, patching. Like even when I do color patches, like I'll throw a little bit of color mm-hmm. in my pan, you know, if I'm going through a house and patch them with the color, you know, I'll use a pan and a knife. It's are, just easier. Are, are you fairly good at matching uh, color on the, on the lower? Uh, you don't have to mix a whole bucket. You can kind of like grab a pan and put a little bit of color and kind of. No, get no, the color that, no, that's a good it, question. I keep yeah. all my buckets. So I'm really anal when I mix the color to use clean water and then don't okay. put water, don't put water on top. When you go to keep your yeah. bucket, like leave it dry and just put a lid on it. Mm-hmm. And as long as if it goes bad, I'll just throw it out and mix a new batch. And sometimes I have to do that, but I have all of the colors in the back, you know, in different buckets waiting for either patches or sample boards. Somebody wants to see a sample and I, I don't have a color. I can just go reference my stock, you know, cause yeah. we're doing, we're doing it all the time and I could just pull out a little bit. I might take like a little Dixie cup or a little bit to the job with me. You know, if mm-hmm. we do mul- multiple colors, I'll have like, you know, a bunch of little, little discs, a little but they're uh, already con- containers. They're already yeah, and they're always one to one. They're always mixed based on a box of mud and a color pack, a full color pack. Yeah, I was wondering that. I was like, well, if you don't have yeah. color, you know, is it is it kind of easy to? But I, I can see the challenging part on that. You know, kind of. Yeah, that's the, the that's the advantage to having a distributor in El Paso because it's like, oh, we did this job, you know, with Calvert Clay or whatever. I I just need a Calvert Clay. We got to mix one up. The Calvert Clay went bad. It, you know, whatever. Yeah. I got to go mix one up. You can go right over there and just grab one. You know. I t- I told my guy. Uh, it was just me and one of my guys when we did our first wall with with your product, and uh, we had a little uh, training session in front of the TV, and we saw we saw quite a bit of your uh, of your videos, and I was like, there you go. You know, 
that's what you get. We get 20, 25 mil. I was like, now let's do it. You know, see what happens. It came out pretty good, man. It came out yeah, pretty good. Uh, I'm sure. You know, so it's, I, I thought it was, it was a, a, a nice thing to have, you know, to add to, to yeah. what we do, you know, yeah. Yeah. and offer it to our clients. The, the next step is that if you have the sample board and you have the color chart, you got a groin vault. And that's exactly what I do is like, I'll see a spot where it's like, oh, that would look good with Fresco. Don't feel scared to like offer that to the builder. Be like, dude, you okay. should do, do, do or they'll have walls that are that are scheduled for specialty wall finish. And maybe they talked with some plaster guy or a faux finish artist or a wallpaper person, even worse, yeah. you know, to come and do wallpaper. It's like, Hey man, you know, we'll do that powder room that you're going to do in, in wallpaper. We can do that in this finish for, you know, a thousand bucks, you know, they might be paying $2,000 or fireplace yeah. with a fireplace with brick or stone. They're going to pay like $10,000 for that stuff when they could do, you know, you, yeah. 1500 bucks. You could do it in fresco. It'll take you six hours done yeah. you know yeah. i think uh, having samples and having all that you know it, it's really like i say you know we're just trying to add um you know different things to what we do um well we, uh, we started and this was a few years ago um we started doing a lot of uh, control joints on 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 patio ceilings and garage ceilings nice. and we've even done them in living rooms like we've played with the pattern we've done yeah like, you know five six cool. sections crossed at an angle nice and i tell the clients i'm like you know what it's it looks cool you know it, it, it yeah. helps one it helps you know uh prevent cracking because you have these big ceilings so and you don't really see uh control joints and in, in, well at least here you don't see control joints in residential construction it's mm -hmm. mainly you know like commercial banks buildings yeah. whatever it is we did so border the job i did we did a border around the ceiling like, you know, four that, inches down, you know, just look, smoking. Yeah. You could do good. them up from the baseboard too. You could do like four inches mm -hmm. up and oh, they I've even have, that. they even have control joints right on the base. So your baseboard comes up, it's flush with your wall. And in the middle, you have a control joint. So cool. I've seen where they actually hide the, the, the little led light on those yep. that go on the bottom. Yeah. And then, and you, then you can actually, mm -hmm, and then Smoking. you light it up and you're, it looks good it looks we're not as drywallers we don't sell that stuff enough you know but i think that that's something where you know with your builder that you already have a relationship it's with like hey man let me show you some cool stuff that we could do i'm not sure how to price it but we could bust you know we could bust a job with this stuff maybe cover us hourly in material and then on the next one we can give you a good price point and this can be an upcharge for your clients. Hey man, do you want some specialty drywall art as they call it, you know, type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And have something nice that looks good, you know, something that kind of makes the, the project stand out. And that's what, yeah. I mean, everyone wants, you know, for their house to be not only for them to like it, you know, but also people that walk in to notice, Hey, you know what? This looks nice. Yeah. You know, this yeah. looks cool. This looks, they're not different. doing, they're not doing shit. Like even Chanford, it's like rare. You know, they'll do it on like, yeah. you know, specialty ceilings or whatever, but like you don't ever see chamfer bead or the smaller, they have house. trim, trim text is doing the smaller bull nose. Like the, the, they call it the three, the, the bull nose. Yeah. The, I think it's three, 350. They call it 350, uh, 
Yeah, it's like three eighths. It's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know if you've seen the arches on that, but you don't have to fill them in because they actually, you can bend them and it actually has the the, the edge. I think it's already it, it's not cut. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, have you seen that? Uh. Uh-uh. So you know that three quarter inch bull nose arches you gotta fill in because you know they're yeah. cut on the face and I and if I'm not mistaken the one that you just said it bends but you don't have to fill the, the okay. finish and it's kind of okay. cool too you know yeah trying to trying to get those things to not crack sometimes is like yeah it's hard yeah and I mean the drywall dude won't even show the builder because they're so focused on making that dollar and moving on to the next job that they don't consider like there's an opportunity for drywallers to make more money with the skills and tools they already have. You can just yeah. be add, adding this to your repertoire. And, you know, it. This, this whole arena of conversation hasn't even been touched in the drywall world, really. You know, even in yeah. Canada, I mean, you know, they're still doing the same drywall. They do all square corners up there. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. they put down like bull nose, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with bull nose. It's just another way of doing, <laughs> it's another way of doing corners, you know, just cause you yeah. don't do it up there. It's, it's no less easy. That's for sure. Yeah. It's just as hard as, as square corner, but, um, very interesting. Um, the type of tools, what are you guys using right now? We're almost there, but I want to know what you're using for, uh, what kind of tools are you using and what have you tried? Like the brand. We, right now our, our, uh, our, uh, automatic tapers. And actually I spoke to the, to the, because we do buy Columbia. Uh, okay. I have some, uh, some pumps from Columbia, some boxes from Columbia, some flat boxes. Okay. And I saw them uh, at the AWCI, and you yeah. know they 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 lent me the the automatic taper. The and that was that's nice. We haven't gotten yeah. one of Columbia right now. We're using Tape Tech, and okay, so far I mean it's it's good. It would be nice, you know, to to use uh to try out Columbia because I'm gonna tell you, man, their 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 pumps and their boxes. I mean, they're they're long lasting too, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine, you know, how the automatic taper wouldn't be. Sure. So. I've heard good things about the tape tech taper though. People like it and swear by it for sure. And here, and, and here, uh, that's another thing, you know, that, that a lot of, uh, a lot of the drywall companies around here, you know, it's, it's a lot of tape tech, but same thing, you know, um, we're always trying out new stuff, you know, trying to get, you know, what, whatever's out there and, you know, giving everything a, a shot because why not? You know, what, what's what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's like yeah. it didn't work out, it didn't work out, but yeah, you might find something that's really cool. So, yeah, maybe, um, maybe, maybe if you're listening out there, some of those can am dudes could help you out with a corner tool. I don't know, they generally like it if you make a video, though. You know, they might send you something. How's your, <laughs> how's your social media chops? We're, in, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, we paid for a website last year. Okay. And uh, the guy is still waiting for us to send him pictures because we've been so busy. Oh, we right. haven't We haven't taken the time. And, and yeah, yeah. It's silly, it's silly right? Because it's it, it wouldn't take long to send him all the information he needs. 
but every week you know every week it's like oh you know it, it's it seems like it's going to be a slower week it's never it's never a slower week man it's always there's something going on there's something that yeah. needs to get addressed and you know so but i mean do you do you go on like uh, instagram and i have yeah, I have an Instagram for the for the business. We don't okay. we don't upload as much as you know as I wish we would. Uh, okay, but we do really cool stuff, you know. And and sometimes we just you know maybe now and then you'll see a post, you'll see a story. Um, but that's another thing, you know, that I think it's 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 a good thing because I do get on 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 the company Instagram and I see all the cool stuff from, like you say, you know, like the Canadian people, you know, uh, trim techs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, you know, I think that's, that's a I good, uh, play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to, I want to be there, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah. man. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a time suck. You know, you, you know, for when you're marketing a product, it's kind of a necessary evil. You got to get in there, but the cool part of it is that you're connecting with dudes from all over the country um you know you're seeing what's the latest tool on the market you know you know from like can-am columbia tape tech like all these guys have you know they're very prevalent and even the distributors csr and bart's taping tools and master you know building supply and like all these distributors they've got you know a lot of they're they're very prevalent on because social media is the place where drywallers go to find out about new stuff there's it's not like they're posting like commercials you know on tv about you know the newest taper like so this is the the best venue aside from like you know venues like awci you can see new stuff but all those guys are are very active on social media you know oh, yeah. just and they they post a lot of cool stuff I, i've seen a lot of uh cool things from trump techs you know uh, yeah yeah from columbia you know all that stuff so cool definitely. cool and then uh, Pearl of Wisdom, I ask everybody at the end of the podcast, if you could bestow a Pearl of Wisdom on the drywall community, what would it be? I think uh, on, on my side, man, if I had to say anything, it's just, you know, um, you know, quality. Yeah, it takes pride in what you do, but, you know, don't don't forget that, you know, it, it, you still got to you got to get paid for what you do. You know, you gotta, you gotta charge for what you do. Um, and not just because you charge, you know, I just, just, just stay true to yourself, you know, take some pride in what you do, you know, and, and, and just make it happen. I mean, just go out there and make it happen. Thank you so much. Um, Jesus Romero, Jay Romero construction from Las Cruces, New Mexico, only 31 years of age, just a baby. <laughs> Uh, very, very sharp, very successful though. Don't let his age fool you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, man. I really appreciate it. And I look Thank forward you to seeing me. your journey. Yeah, definitely. Nick. Thanks man. We'll see you. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Special thanks to Jesus for being with us on the drywall podcast today. I appreciate your time and I hope to talk to you soon. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. Tune in every Friday 
as we have new guests from the drywall community and beyond. Next week, look forward to Scott Montgomery. Drywall by Design will be with us. The Drywall Podcast is brought to you in the month of October by our friends over at CSR. Not only are they providing sweet swag buckets for guests of the Drywall Podcast, but they are also huge promoters of the Drywall Podcast and also Fresco Harmony, and we appreciate them for that. Thank you so much for tuning into the Drywall Podcast today. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend, and remember, keep drywalling.